Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how y'all doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good today. It's a cold, rainy day here in Oz. Um, and oh yeah, so it's getting, getting cozy, getting into fall, right? It's almost fall over there. Or it, it is. is fall? Wow, it, it is. Well, today's the first of May in Australia, and you know what they say about the first of May? I don't think they say that same thing here in Australia. It's May Day. It's oh. No, I was... What do they say? Know, oh, it's gonna be May? <laughs> they do say that, but... Um, yeah, you know, hooray, hooray, the 1st of May. No, I, I can't say that out, I've ever heard that one, but out, I'll take your out, word for it. It's hooray, hooray, the 1st of May, outdoor, I can't say the word, but doing it starts today. Well, you never well, heard of that, Emily? Have you never I've celebrated never heard the 1st of May? That's straight up from Shakespeare. Well, um, goodness, which one? <laughs> Uh, wow. Midsummer. They reference it in uh, Midsummer. The right, the right of May. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, I was just thinking about that this morning because I was like, "Huh, I guess that rhyme doesn't apply here because it's getting all cold on the first of May in Australia, and I don't think anyone wants to go outside to do it." Yes, only on this <laughs> hemisphere not. that Jason and I are on, not on the hemisphere that you are on. It is so weird to me that like during December it's all beautiful and sunny and stuff there. I just I can't I can't comprehend that, but it must be nice for everyone celebrating Christmas. The, the day of so. our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, or whatever. Yeah. Is that what they say? Something like it's that? It's the day of him. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something how, how, are you, how are you doing, Jace? Oh, boy, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to actually transition us into what we're drinking, because my day was the, the epic quest of going to the grocery store today. And oh, so yes. Always I've, sanitized, a time. I've sanitized my you know hands and all the things I brought home, and now Scrub I'm trying the to fingernails. Yeah. sanitize the inside with heavy drinking. Uh, so I have my box wine wow. <laughs> right next to me, so Gracious. I can just refill as we go. Oh, my Nothing's goodness. Nothing's wow. going to stop me. What kind of, is it just like a red table wine or what is it? Is it hot? Dedeker, I want to use that all the time, all the time. This is a hot wine. So, yeah, actually, so I I spent a little time trying to pick it out because I wanted a boxed wine because I wanted, you know, bang for my buck, as it were, for drunk Bible study. Um, But my problem with a lot of the boxed wines is that they're very sweet. And so Mm -hmm. I was looking for something that was not as sweet. And actually, I'm pretty happy with this. This is Boda is the brand. Um, and it's their Cabernet Sauvignon, um, lovely. And it's and it's definitely less like sweet and kind of jammy and syrupy like some of the other ones that I've had. But That's what was I funny, cabs, but yeah. Mm-hmm. What was funny about it is that uh, I was you know buying some uh, liquor as well, and I went you know standing there by the liquor cabinet thing, and they have to come and unlock it for you. And this very congenial man in a mask uh, came up and was like. Hey, like what? How can I lift your spirits today? Oh boy! <laughs> like, oh, oh boy! It's good. It's good. Oh, it's good. You're like, it's how good. many That's times cute. have you used that one today, sir? How many yeah. times? <laughs> uh, That's adorable. And then, though. and we we stood there and talked about whiskeys for a little while, and ended up picking one out. And then I was like, Did you actually, get a you know wood, what? Wood bridge or what is it called? Wood. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Um, I just got a bullet bourbon this time. Okay. Um, nice. And then I and then I wanted to get a gin, and so he's like, "Oh, I see. All right." And we can over the gin section, and and Hendrix. then he, yeah, uh, I actually got Bombay Sapphire. I already have some Hendrix in the cabinet. So, um, jeez, you went nuts. I did go nuts, and then, and then I was on my way out of that section and said, "Like, thanks so much. Have a good weekend or whatever." And then he, uh. And then I stopped in the boxed wine section. I was standing there for a while. And then he comes up a little while later around the other side. And he's like, oh, you're getting some wine, too. I was just <laughs> oh, like, my goodness. Uh, like, wow. Yeah. 
this is how things are in this post-COVID world. Yeah. And in, in, in my like panic of this social interaction, because I haven't had any of those in person, he's like, oh, you're getting some wine too. I was like, yeah, these are for different times. Like that was my... <laughs> Good, like, good I don't one. know how to speak good to people one. anymore. I don't I love know. It. Good. Yeah. Real good. Dedeker, do I see you using a silicone straw? Uh, it's a, a silicone tip attached to a metal straw, which is stuck into a can of, um, what's it called? Fat Pixie Hard Cider. Um, it actually has oh. a Fat Pixie on there, as you can oh, see. Cute. Um, oh, cute. That's, that's kind of uh, awesome. This is, yeah, this is a local Australian hard cider. And by hard cider, they do mean hard, because this is 8% alcohol. Wow. Um, so. Wow. Gonna have a good okay. time today. We're wow. gonna expect some shenanigans from Dedeker today. <laughs> exactly. I know that's a lot for you, Dedeker. I am having a lovely uh, Campari spritzer. Like mm-hmm. I'm back in Italy. This has like been the the drink of the moment for me and uh, my partner nice. <laughs> at home. Yeah. But yeah, it's lovely. Uh, just like Campari prosecco and a little bit of sparkling water. Really, nice. that sounds I highly great. recommend. It sounds it. refreshing. Yes, I truly love it. So. It's been enjoyable. Wow. This is it. So before for me. we start, yeah, I was just gonna say before we start reading today, Emily, do you remember what happened last time? So we met David, the mm-hmm. the very very lovely young boy David who is playing harps for people. Saul has fallen out of favor in the eyes of the Lord and in the eyes of Samuel. And yeah, some some exciting stuff's going to happen for sure. I'm and he and, was cursed with demons or evil spirits. Yes. Yeah, evil spirits. And we didn't know if that meant like demons or if that just meant potentially like sadness or depression. We don't know. The Yeah, biblical mm-hmm. scholars say it could be one or the other. Or maybe just God hated on him. Who knows? But we do know <laughs> that he... Loved David very much. He loved David's heart playing and made David his armor bearer. Yes, which is a very erotic position to be in. We have not yet cast David. Gosh. You know, Saul is still, you know, you know, Adam yes. Driver's still doing us a solid as Saul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, someone in our Facebook group, in our Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group, suggested Sebastian Stan because of the fact that Sebastian Stan looks like a young Mark Hamill. And yes. so maybe that's how we get around our no age regression rule. Wait, no age regression rule. Sebastian Stan is the Winter Soldier. He's he is the Winter Soldier. He is the Winter Soldier. The soldier. That's how I know he is. Okay, yeah. So maybe we audition him. Yield Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. Yeah. Maybe maybe we audition him. Okay, right, right. Are we auditioning these people? I feel like we're just giving them offers, Dedeker. Do we need to audition? We're like, you know what, Sebastian, we don't care that you were the Winter Soldier. You you need to come in for a read, okay? You need to come in. I mean, Jeff Goldblum had to audition. He crushed it, but he did have to audition. So (laughs) These, like, magical auditions that happen in our mind. I love it. Okay. All right, so what are we reading today? All right, so today we're continuing on in Samuel. Just two chapters today, chapters 17 and 18. And I think today we might get to a story that you are familiar with, Emily. Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a giant, so is a giant in the thing. sky coming? I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil it any more than I already have. <laughs> Wait, am I starting this out, Dedeker? Is it me? Yes, you are. It's me. Okay, cool. Okay. And then Dedeker, and then I'll, I'll bring us home with the last one. Gosh, and then we'll just do a musical of uh, Into the Woods after that. I would love, let's do it. We can play all the characters. (laughs) All right, as we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Samuel 17... The Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and they were gathered together at Soko. Soko? Yeah, Southern Comfort. Cool. (laughs) Which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soko and Azekah in Ephes Damim. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together. Wait, Saul's back? Saul's... 
He's still, still king, he's, technically. Yeah, he's still going on. Yeah. He's... Wait, what did you say today that was so funny, Jace, about Saul? It was not Better Call Saul. It was like... What, better Recall better, Saul? Better Recall Saul. Better Recall Saul. Saul. Love it. Gosh. That was yes, so beautiful. funny. It was fun. Wow. I laughed. I laughed, Dedeker. Jeez. Everyone laughed but Dedeker. I know. That, that de- <laughs> tends to happen. Okay. So Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and encamped in the valley of Ela, Ella, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And they were like, "What's up? How's We've it going? done this. We've done this whole, you know, mountain singing battle with the curses and the blessings. You remember that? Yeah, that back? was a while ago. That, that was, was a long time ago, though. That was back in the Torah, right? Yeah, yeah. That was when we were first coming into Canaan to claim it. I think is when we did that. And there was a valley between them. Yes. So two mountains, one valley. Uh-huh. They went out, a champion, out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. There he is, of uh. Gath. Oh, but he's a big boy, whose height mm-hmm. was six cubits and a span. Can we? No, how, I did, I did some math he? on this already. I already six did the math. Cubits. Thank um, goodness somebody did. So he's a, almost 10 feet tall. <gasps> wow. Okay. Legit giant. Wow. Now, I remember as a child when someone explained that to me being very disappointed because when you're a kid and someone says the word giant, you think like... You know, Jack and the and you know the giant and the beanstalk, like, yeah, and the beanstalk, yeah. like like huge, like several stories tall. But when someone was like, "Yeah, he was like ten feet," I was like, "Oh," <laughs> but no, like I mean, what? In most people's homes, have a ten foot ceiling. So think of somebody like hitting the ceiling. That would be a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Big. I wouldn't want to encounter this person. No way. Yeah. You probably wouldn't want to fight that guy. No, for oh. sure. Okay, so let's see, where are we? So yes, Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. I don't know what that means. A span of potentially wasn't more cubits. A span, wasn't this a span? Yeah, this I thought a span, span was, was yeah. for our listeners at home, um, was the length across like your hand, basically. It was a span. So no, was it like from your... You- it's from, from your thumb to your, your pinky, thumb to if your hand is spread. Pinky when you spread your fingers out. That's right, and span, I said, I like, are we talking about Shaq's span or, like, mine? Because that, those are two very different things. I don't well, know. Well, someone someone in the chat did nominate Shaquille O'Neal to maybe play this part of Goliath. So we, if we could use Shaq's span. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Yeah, that's so great. be extra, extra tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Okay, so okay. he had a, he had a helmet of brass on his head, and he was clad with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. Interesting. They're they're weighing it in the amount of money that it is. No, well, remember the, shekels are a measurement of weight, actually. Oh, oh yes. So it's like that. saying, oh, he paid in this many ounces of gold or this many. Whatever. Yes. So shekels is just a another a, a unit of measurement. And how much is that? Does anyone know? 5,000 shekels of brass in the chat. Let us know if you can figure that out. Yeah, some of you, I am i can't off the top of my head. He had a brass shin armor on his legs and a javelin of brass between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and the spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and his shield bearer went before him. Why would his shield bearer go before him? Like this little guy like running out and he's like... <laughs> Like a golf caddy. (laughs) He stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said to them, why are you come out to set your battle in array? I am not a Philistine and your servants to Saul. Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. Wow. That seems rough. It's a wager. It's high stakes. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I know. Yikes. So the Philistines said, I defy the army of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine. Wait, it says just the Philistine, like one Philistine, not multiple Philistines. What do they mean by the Philistine? What, Goliath, the singular Philistine. Oh, OK. So yeah. there, so he's still yelling. Okay. He's just constantly yelling. Just, yeah, just won't stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because I see him like down in the valley and then everyone's like looking at him like it's like a gladiator situation. Mm. They're like in the stands of the two mountains, like looking down. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Eating their popcorn. Okay. Yeah. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah, they're super excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, okay. The Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man and that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, David was the son of that Ephorite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons, and the man was an old man in the days of Saul. This is such weird storytelling. Yes, yeah. it is. Can so I? There, yes, by sorry, all means. Can, can I give you a little bit of the message version of this? Oh, yes. Um, this is one of my favorite, I think, one of my favorite message ways of just really pulling you into the story. So this is verse 11. When Saul and his troops heard the Philistines' challenge, they were terrified and lost all hope. Oh. Enter David, period. <gasps> what? Oh. Enter it's like David. A stage yeah. direction? <laughs> it's like a stage direction. Goodness. Okay. I mean, that's not what this says. And then wait. wait. And then they have to talk about who David is as though we like don't already know who he is. Yeah, it's classic. Classic. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna finish this out. So now David was the son of the of that Ephraite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, that that guy, and he had eight sons, meaning Jesse did. And the man was an old man in the days of Saul, stricken in years among men. I guess they still mean Jesse. Yeah, he's David old. ain't yes. old. He's okay, just real old. He's real old now. The three eldest sons of Jesse had gone after Saul to the battle, and the names of his three sons who went to battle were. Eliab, Eliab the firstborn, next to him, Aminadab, another Aminadab? Minidab? Minidabs are very popular. They love Minidabs, yeah. Yes. Next to him, Aminadab, and the third, Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. Now, David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. The Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. Wait, so you mean Goliath did? He was like running around a bunch? Can you can you can you say that <laughs> you can you read me? that one more time, please? Okay, this is <laughs> verse sixteen. Yeah. The Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself forty days. Okay, so like forty so days in a row, he's like, coming up and like, Hey, who's gonna challenge me? Hey. Yeah. Come on okay. down. Hey. And people are just ignoring him for forty days. I guess quaking in their boots. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. They're probably not, like, ignoring him. They're just like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? I don't know what to do with this person. Okay, so Jesse said to David, his son, take now for your brothers an epaph. Epaph? Epha? Epha? E-P-H-A-H. Epha of this parched grain and these 10 loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers and bring these 10 cheeses to the captain of their thousand and look how your brothers fare piling and piling and piling cheeses here's here's a big bag of baby bell cheeses here's a pheasant here's some lunchables now go haste yeah (laughs) run Yes, okay, so bring these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and look how your brothers fare and take their pledge. Now, Saul and they, all the men of Israel, were in the valley of Ella, fighting with the Philistines. So I guess the Philistines and them are still fighting? Or are they all just, like, still on these mountaintops looking down? I'm sure there's skirmishes at the very least. It definitely seems like there's some sort of fighting going on, but that I guess Goliath still comes out every day offering this challenge. To offer of like, that if someone beats me, challenge then, of, yeah, then yeah, he's like up. he's like the snitch, like in Quidditch, like the match mm. ends, the whole thing ends when he's caught. Goliath okay. is worth 150 points. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. Okay. He's worth a totally unreasonable, unfair amount of points. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the whole game ends. Okay. Yeah. But it, right now, the game has lasted 40 days. So, cool. Okay. Okay. So, let's see. David. Oh, now Saul and they and wait, crap. Where am I? Where am I? Take their <laughs> Verse pledge. 20? Oh, okay. Was it? Yeah. Okay. David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the place of the wagons as the host, which was going forth to the fight, shouted for the battle as the host, which was going forth to the fight, shouted for the battle. 
what? Like just as they were about to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a very cinematic moment. But you'll never take our freedom. I see. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of a moment. Israel and the Philistines put the battle in array, army against army. David left his baggage in the hand of the keeper of the baggage. <laughs> and ran. <laughs> now, what good. I would not give to be able to do that for my own baggage, let me tell you. Mm. Oh, Somebody boy. hooked me up with the keeper of the baggage. And yes. I, <laughs> I love that, like, well. I just, like, I feel like there's, like, he's a, a, at a hotel, and he's like, <laughs> excuse me, like... Keeper of the baggage. Here's my ten bags and, and here's my, a, here's and my cheeses. My little cheeses. Here's a fiver for your trouble. Little baby cheeses and have a cheese yeah. on me. Exactly. Uh-huh. And now I'm gonna run in. So goodness. Okay. So he left his baggage in the hand of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Hey guys. As he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine Mm. of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke according to the same words, and David heard them. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he is is he come up and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Whoa. Okay. Hang on. This is, this is a whole new list of stipulations. Yeah. Cause I mean, wait, and are they talking about Saul? Saul's going to like give away his daughter. I guess and, like, so. Make it a big deal. Okay. I guess yeah, so. Seems- That's, Somebody just said this is seriously the King Arthur story. That's true. Wait, who did (laughs) Arthur? Arthur just had to pull Excalibur out, right? Or did he also have to kill a guy? King Arthur pulled Excalibur out. I think they're referring to the whole like Lancelot and Guinevere situation, maybe. Or like, at least it was. Who's Guinevere uh, in the situation? What was that Richard Gere movie that we all watched together? Oh, First, First Night. night. One of, it's of. a true yeah. classic. <laughs> yes. David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living Burn. God? So I guess <laughs> that's they're talking about Goliath. Well, yes. I mean, well, but I mean, anyone who's uncircumcised is, is no good, you know, is, is no, no good. It's, it's some straight up talking smack, you know? Right. That's true. They were like, they were like, did he check? Yeah. That's the question. How do they know? Do no, they just you would assume? Just know. They just I'm willing to bet at this time, at this time, Goliath, pretty much. Goliath is not in the nude. He has the chain mail <laughs> on. He has the whole thing on. He has a no, very I heavy know, armor but- on. You would just know, because at that time, I'm sure in this region, the Hebrews are probably the only ones who have the practice of we ritually circumcise everybody. Yeah, you know? you're probably right. So they they're just not the assume... only culture to ever circumcise, but at this time, they're probably the only ones where like we do that by default. And so they just assume everyone else or is just not. That, or just that they know for sure that the Philistines don't. Yes. We did yeah, cover that, that like potentially the Egyptians also did that, you know, <laughs> but, but they know that the Philistines don't. So yeah. there you go. Okay. Okay, so the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why are you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart, for you have come down that you might see the battle. (laughs) <laughs> the naughtiness of your heart. He's got I a like naughty that. heart. Who yeah. wrote this? Who translated this? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Is oh, that what the message says? Do the message There's say no it? way in heck that the message says the naughtiness of your heart. I'm sorry. I would put so much money on that. Do you want to hear the message version of this? Yes. Please. Okay. Uh, and he lost his temper. What are you doing here? Why aren't you minding your own business, tending that scrawny flock of sheep? I know what you're up to. You've come down here to see the sights, hoping for a ringside seat at a bloody battle. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll show message. you a bloody battle, brother. Jeez. Okay, take my cheeses and go. I'll take my cheeses yeah. where they'll be appreciated. Yes, that one to indeed. me, it read like uh, like the script for like a dubbed 
film, you know, that just sort of awkwardly like having a ringside kind of seat at a bloody battle. Yeah. yeah, just not quite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'll do one more verse and then Dedeker, I'll hand it over. Okay. So David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Is, Is there not a cause? Is there, Is there not a cause? I don't know. That classic saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's now wow. a problem. Okay. What's going to happen? Okay. Okay. So we're on verse 30. Verse 30. He turned away from him toward another and spoke after the same manner. And the people answered him again. After the former manner. Okay, Jace, you got to help. That was just like so many layers. <laughs> he spoke of after the same manner. Help, and then help me out. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's that. It, yeah. It's that they're doing that thing where they use the same pronoun yes, for everybody with no distinction. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the messages version of David's reply of like, is there not cause or whatever it was, was um, what is it with you? <laughs> reply to I mean he's not wrong all I did was ask a question he's not wrong gosh (laughs) then ignoring his brother Mm. this is still David he turned to someone else asked the same question and got the same answer as before Mm. which and that answer was that about what the king's gonna do if anyone beats this guy okay so David's trying to stir up some stuff Mm -hmm. oh definitely I guess when the words were heard which David spoke they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. Okay, so someone told Saul, hey, there's this kid. There's a kid. There's a kid. Stirring up they trouble. Know. Saul knows who, knows who he is, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, he point. would. He'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess Saul, so, my armor played, bearer. Yeah. Why didn't, he played harps like, My armor him. bearer. Why didn't I think to send for him going into a battle? That was silly of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't yeah, I need him? Yeah, you would think that I would Maybe need he's him. just going to sit around. Okay, so Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. David said to Saul, your servant was keeping his father's sheep, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after him See? and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard. <laughs> a, ba- a bear Whoa. with a beard? Wow. I caught him by um, holy a beard and bear. bear. Now, I could see with the lion, you're like, I grabbed him by his mane, but the bear, where do you grab? I caught him by his beard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've never seen a bear with maybe a there beard. Were, Not that I've ever seen a bear bearded bears like, in the flesh. In the the, maybe to zoo, but yeah, maybe. The, the message just translated Sid as throat. I like beard, like, though. His, like where the beard would be, but the beard is good. <laughs> I don't think that you'd grab a bear here, maybe by the scruff of his yeah, neck. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I... I I I don't know if David would be grabbing bears. You know what though? I'm gonna really? lean into a beard with, or, sorry, a bear with a beard, or a beard with a bear. I don't know, a bear okay. with a beard. A beard. Okay. <laughs> Can I have a little bear with your side of bear? Yeah. I caught him by his okay. beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant struck both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. I just have to keep throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. Can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, he's uncircumcised. Uh, How dare he? Okay, okay, all right. Okay, so David's like, hey, I'm badass. I've killed lions. I've killed bears. I can handle this dinky, wimpy, gigantic, uncircumcised 10-foot, man. ten-foot Philistine. Mm. Right. <laughs> David wow. said. That would have sucked if he didn't win. <laughs> it's a very short story. <laughs> all this pomp and circumstance yeah. and building and up. And he died. <laughs> And David was crushed like a bug. Okay. (laughs) David said, Yahweh, who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's hope so. Saul said to David, go, and may the force be with you. He didn't say that. He said, go, and Yahweh shall be with you, but basically... The force shall, mm. may the force be with yeah. you. Okay. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Saul clad David with his clothing. Ooh. And he put uh, Yes. Really? Yeah. And he put a helmet of Did he take off his own clothing? And then put it uh, on Well it's No, I think David? it's his it's his awesome kingly clothing. Well, it's maybe. more about his armor. It's more about okay. his armor. So Saul clad David with his clothing oh, and he okay. put a helmet of brass on his head and he clad him with a coat of mail. 
Now, okay. I, okay. Something just occurred to me is that I'm like, usually the way the scene was described uh-huh. to me is like, oh, Saul's so concerned for him that he's like, okay, like, let me give you my armor if you're going to go. Let me help make sure that you're protected. And now I'm thinking, what if he's just trying to use David as a decoy? He's like, okay, you're going to wear the king's armor. So they're going to think that it's the king oh. going <laughs> oh out there. Everyone's going to think that, you know, that I was super brave and courageous like- when actually it was you. I feel like all of the artwork that I see of this scene, like David's like basically nude or he has a loincloth and a sword and that's it. That's true. The statue of David, he is naked. Oh, keep reading. Um, Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's That's David David. in that statue. Yeah, because he has a sling. Doesn't he have a sling in his hand with the the statue? Michelangelo's David? I thought he had like, he was just like, (laughs) he's just like, what? He has a sling? (laughs) Emily's making a pose like she's she's holding like a a trail of, a tray of cocktails or something. Like, (laughs) no, I, I, yeah, for whatever reason, like I, I had like that he was holding an apple, but he definitely does. Nope, that's That's a a sling. sling. (laughs) A sling in my hand. Yeah, exactly. Okay, David girded his sword on his clothing and he tried to go for he had not proved it. Um, David said to Saul, I can't what? go with these, for I have not proved them. <laughs> David put them off him. Proved what? Um, uh, Jace, what's the message say? <laughs> yeah, the message is pretty good. Uh, it says, David tried to walk, but he could barely budge. Mm. Oh, okay, so this is way too much okay. for his little scrawny his little His little boy body. body. I think, he. so he's apparently like 20 here, is what I've read. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but he's still like youthful, I guess, and not a built man at this point. We also learned that Saul was very tall. Mm. So this is going to be like extra big armor on him right. probably too. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. He took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag which he had, even in his wallet and his <laughs> What? <laughs> Let's put these stones in my wallet here. Gigantic wallet, jeez. (laughs) And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy, and withal of a fair face. Wait, he's still ruddy? Wait, and ruddy to me just means that he like rolled around in some mud. And that's what they, that's like the first thing that they said about him was that he was yeah. a ruddy youth. I thought ruddy was kind of like, yeah. you had like a pinkish tinge to your, your face. You oh, know? okay. Okay. Yeah, so good, it means good, red faced. Okay. Good capillary. Okay. He's, he's active. Flow, he's active. You know, he's I like see. a cherubic little, you know, rosy cheeked youth. Mm, oh, I see. A cherubic little, little cherub. Little cherub yes. Yes. Okay. A little chickadee. The Philistine said to David, okay. am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? <laughs> The, Phil- the Philistine <laughs> cursed David by his gods. And rocks. The Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and to the animals of the field. Then Whoa. said, then said wow. David to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, mm. whom you have divide, defied. This day will Yahweh deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from off you. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and to the wild animals of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly may know that Yahweh doesn't save with sword and spear for the battle is Yahweh's and he will give you into our hand. Okay, David, you got... They are talking a lot. They are talking David a lot has, before this freaking battle. He's got some public speaking skills, though. He can he can improvise Apparently. a really stirring speech. I gotta hand it to him. Uh, you know, <laughs> someone had mentioned earlier that the whole, uh, you know, enter David thing and Goliath and everything feels like WWE. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this fits with that, right? It's like you come out, you grab the mic from the referee and do the like, I'm going to mess this guy up. Like he has no chance of scrawny little weakling and the other one being like, oh yeah, I got the power of Yahweh. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to chop off your head. It totally yeah. is that kind of. I love it. <laughs> it happened when Beautiful. the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. David... This is like in okay. Legend of Zelda when you have to like always defeat like a way bigger guy than uh, Link is. Yeah. This is, it, yeah, David's mm, Link okay. in this point. 
and he's like rolling <laughs> around and then yeah he's like it's good fake. it's good okay good good yeah exactly yeah. Like, hi david put his hand in his bag and took there a stone and slang it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. Okay, Oof. okay. Did you That's, say slang? Did you say he slang it? it? He slang it. He slang. Did you actually, I actually say that? Said word? that. He slang yes. it. Is that the past participle of sling? Uh, according to this translation, sling, it slang, is. Slung? Is that he slang it? Wow, I had no one idea. One shot. He slang he one it. One shot. You one shot killed this dude. Yeah, no scope. Wait, really? That's yes. how he killed him? So David, or wait, hang on. There's a little bit more. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath of it. Oh, the Philistine And sword. killed him and cut off his head therewith. When the Philistines saw... His gigantic yes. head. Yeah. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Can I read you the message version of this whole situation that just okay. happened? That was really, I don't well, know, the- it was fairly anticlimactic. He's like, stoned. <laughs> like, here's a crazy stone in your head, done. It wasn't a lot of I feel like, yeah, when we, when we film this... When we film this, we'll just have to be sure to really prolong that moment and do some of that like slow mo kind of situation. Maybe have him jump midair oh, yeah. as he's That's throwing good. with Classic the sling. You know, well, we can make it cool. Wait, yeah, somebody we'll said that cool. he didn't die from the stone. What did he die from then? Well, I guess technically he probably got knocked out from the stone, and then David hewed his head off with his own sword. Oh, okay. So yeah. he just like fell over. I, I see. think he. It. So it's interesting because the message does say that he died from the stone. Um, but it's unclear if that actually killed him or if it just knocked him out so that then David could cut his head off. Um, but I was just going to say that the the message gets a little gruesome here. Okay. Uh, so it says, that's how David beat the Philistine with a sling and a stone. He hit him and killed him. No sword for David. <laughs> then, <laughs> then David ran up to the Philistine and stood over him, pulled the giant sword from its sheath and finished the job by cutting off his head. When the Philistines saw that their great champion was dead, they scattered, running for their yep. lives. Yeah, wow. More exciting. David turns around and is like, "Who's <laughs> next? Are you not entertained?" Yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. Are you not entertained? <laughs> exactly. The men of Israel yeah. and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines until you come to Guy and to the gates of Ekron. The wound, <laughs> the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Shaaraim even to Gath and to Ekron. The children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines and they plundered their camp. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul... He's like, where's my reward? When Saul saw Uh David go forth against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, little Abner, Abner, whose son is this youth? Abner says, as your soul lives, O king, I can't tell. The king said, inquire whose son the young man is. Does he not know? Because he already has him hired as a... Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait, Saul doesn't know? Maybe he doesn't know know who his dad is. No, we... He... Yeah, because like Samuel went and talked to, uh, you know, Jesse's family, and that's Mm -hmm. where he found that David was going to be the king. Uh, And then it did kind of clarify that coincidentally later Saul... Right, but he didn't know that he was attached to Jesse. They're not... He just thought that he was a heart player. And then he was like, you're my armor bearer now. And now you're this guy who killed this Philistine. As David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Saul said to him, whose son are you, young man? You No, hang on. Sorry. That's what he's holding. Whose son are you, you young man? David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse, the Bethlehemite. That's the end of the chapter. Dun, 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 dun. And that's like fade on his face ah, after yeah. that. I'm the son of your servant, Jesse. Okay. Yeah. And then it like cuts back to Saul being like, <gasps> and oh. then that's the end of that and episode. And then it's like he saw a ghost. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, exactly. I like how we conveniently go back and forth between this being a TV show and a movie whenever it's (laughs) convenient for like episode breaks or whatever. Uh, Anyway, Uh, um, before we move on to the next chapter, we want to just take a quick break to talk about uh, helping to support this show so that we can keep things free and so that we're able to do these um, like live show hangouts for free um, so that people have a place to go and hang out and drink with some buddies. All right. I'm going to continue us on here with... One Samuel eighteen. <laughs> I just like doing that. First, first Samuel. First Samuel. First, one Samuel. First, the first of the Samuels, chapter eighteen. It happened when he had made an end of speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. Oh, and who's Jonathan again? Jonathan is Saul's oh, son. Okay. Remember, he was the one who went with his armor bearer, who was not oh, going to be played by Vin yes. Diesel, but I wanted it to if like a younger Vin Diesel. Yes. So he remember he's the one who killed all the that Philistines guy. that other time. That yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so when he'd made an end of speaking to Saul, that the soul of Jonathan, Saul's son, was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Wow, like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. So they're in love with each other. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Wait, oh. Saul took who? David? David, I guess, and said, like, you can't go home no more. You're mine now, I guess. <laughs> You're staying with us, kid. I'm adopting okay. this one. Yes. Then, and who who is playing Jonathan again? That was Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I think, I think Timothy Chalamet. Yes, we it's a write good that choice. One down. Good choice. Okay. Right. And have we and have we cast David yet, or we're still thinking about that? We're one? auditioning Sebastian Stan. Hmm. Okay. I, w- I think the Winter Soldier would be good, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. So they're totes together now, right? They practically got married if they made a covenant. Jeez. No, exactly. They yeah, did get yes, married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love this. Cool. So Jonathan stripped himself okay. of the robe See? that was on They're him. They're even going and- to consummate the relationship. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and gave it to David and his clothing, even to his sword and to his bow and to his sash. Wow. <laughs> World's best David. Mm-hmm. David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. (laughs) Okay. And Saul set him over the men of war. And it was good in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. It happened as they came when David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and joy and with instruments of music this writer could not think of any instruments besides Except for a tambourine, tambourine. <laughs> a tambourine and joy and instruments of music <laughs> come and on now what do you feel when you hear music joy yeah okay The women sang one to another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands. Uh, Excuse you. David, his ten thousands. So they are kind of giving props to David. Okay, good, good. Oh, Saul was very angry. Uh Uh-oh. And this this saying, that classic saying, Saul has slain thousands, David ten thousand, has displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. Uh, yeah. And w- I mean, technically, technically, David was one. one. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, one yeah. Through, But no. I guess that meant ten thousand people. <laughs> I guess he's leading the armies now, though. So maybe uh, he is yeah. getting oh, a lot of victories. David's leading the armies. Okay. Well, yeah, because Saul set yeah, him. Yeah, he over. put him over the men of yeah. war. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. And what can he have more but the kingdom? Oh, it's like if you give him this now, what next? Mm. He's going to want the kingdom. Mm-mm-mm. Saul eyed David from that day and forward. He was like giving him the side we, eye. I think we just say that day forward, but, but sure. That day and forward. <laughs> it, it happened 
on the next day that an evil spirit from God came mightily on Saul. Oh, another Wait, one. another spirit? Another one. Another wave of depression, yeah. maybe. This is interesting, though. Check this out. Okay. It happened on the next day that an evil spirit from God came mightily on Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. Huh. Wait, who did? Saul did? Saul did. Okay. I think. It seems to me like Saul prophesied while overcome with these evil spirits. Okay. And David played with his hand as he did day by day. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, like he he's, like, still, he's still the harp player? Or is he still the harp player? I guess I okay. he's still the harp player. In my mind, I was like, he was like gently caressing. We, we talked, talked about, about this last hand. time, too. Yeah. There yeah. was some like hand <laughs> yeah. massage stuff going on. and <laughs> Right. <laughs> but okay, so he... Played with his hand, which we think is the harp, because that happened last episode. But it's actually well. the lyre, the the lyra, the lyra, lyre. Ly- yeah. Okay. Saul had his spear in his hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So Saul's got the spear in his hand while David's playing for him, and he and Saul is prophesying while overcome with evil spirits, I guess. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, "I will strike David even to the wall, to the window." Yeah. Yeah. I knew Emily yeah, was going to do that. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Denigrate. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> now, this line's weird. David avoided out of his presence twice. <laughs> twice? What? What? <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to okay, translate hold on. that in some okay, other way. Okay, sorry. Okay, I need to. I need to review. I need to review. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saul's yeah. upset because the people are giving David way more props than they're giving to Saul, and Saul's scared. Like the people yeah. are gonna love David more. They're mm-hmm. gonna hand over the kingdom they to do. him. I'm gonna be displaced. And Saul's like, yeah. I'm gonna kill him, even though I loved him. Now I'm gonna kill him. And David. Instead of instead of just generally avoiding Saul, managed to dodge him twice. We've documented. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Dave Dave the- picked up on the fact that Saul's angry at him, angry to the point of killing him. Right. Okay. And he's like, right. "Whoops! Right. I think I got Running it." So. Him. Okay. <laughs> What's well, great is that our confusion about like. He dodged him twice. Like, why not just run away after the first time? Like, what? What's going on? There and I, I looked up. I looked this up in the message. And it seems like the writer of the message had just as little idea what was going on. Because it said here, Suddenly, Saul threw the spear thinking, I'll nail David to the wall. David ducked. Whoa. Okay, hold on. Whoa. Nail? He says nail him to the wall? With the spear. You know, throw throw the spear through him to the wall. I got that from the other translation too. I was thinking something much more sexy, but. Oh. Nail him. Come on now. Nail him. He's he's mad. He's going to nail him to the wall. David ducked and the spear missed. Period. This happened twice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. So he, he, this is very he different. He threw the spear, grabbed it, and threw it again, and David was able to elude no, the spear I think twice. That for some reason, this was two separate incidences where Saul was literally like, I'm going to murder you, took a spear, uh-huh. threw it at him. David was like, whoa. And for some reason, right. did not learn whoa. from that first time. You know, it was fool me once. Shame on, shame on me david i mean shame on you whatever the point is you can't get fooled again <laughs> good that's a good that's a Got real it. deep deep politics poll uh-huh. there that's good Thanks. okay okay um <clears throat> saul was afraid of david because mm-hmm. yahweh was with him mm. and was departed from saul yeah that's Yikes. true therefore saul removed him from him and <laughs> Excuse really me? got the pronouns, you guys. You gotta get with it here. Wait, he mo- removed who from who? Saul I think he like removed kept David from him. Oh yeah, maybe that. From maybe Jonathan? he removed David from himself, or he removed himself from David. It's unclear. Okay. Uh, okay. Therefore, there's a lot Saul of removed... innuendo there, but yeah, keep going. Just... Therefore, Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and I'm came confused. in before the people. I He was like, get out, but here's a promotion. Or maybe it's a demotion. This might have been a demotion because he was in charge of all of them. And now he's just one okay, unit, all right, all right. which they call it's thousands in this translation. I'm demoting you. <laughs> he like d- doesn't uh, kill him okay. twice. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to demote you. He's still attached, yeah. you know? Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, still, still likes him. Okay. He's his first heart player. Yeah. So 
the message says, um, so Saul got David out of his sight by making him an officer okay. in the army. <laughs> Get so, out of my sight. Okay. Here's yeah. a, an officer position. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and Yahweh was with him. When Saul saw that he be- behaved himself very wisely, he stood in awe of him. Hmm. But all Israel and Judah mm. loved David, for he went out and came in before them. So, um, okay. <laughs> cool. Now we have covered before that going in and out does seem to mean sex, but going out and in, from what I can tell from looking at other translations, means going to war. Okay. All right. Going. Those going are. Forth that's a very okay. small distinction there. Okay. Okay. I guess it makes sense though why Saul would be like, I, okay, I can't actually kill this dude, and I can't banish this dude because he's too popular. You know, so I can demote him. That would look mm-hmm. bad. Uh, yeah, but bad but I can't okay. straight right. up kick him out. This reminds me of okay. Okay, this is going to be a weird connection here, but this is how my brain just worked. So in Rent, there's that line in, I think, La, La Vie Boheme, yeah. where he says, like, the opposite of war isn't peace, it's, it's creation. creation. He makes, like, a lewd gesture, right? Yes. That this, like, going in and out is sex and going out and in is war, fits with that idea that, like, the opposite. Wow, that's a level of, like, literary explication I was not okay. expecting to reach today. <laughs> okay, Jace. Okay. I'm going to write my write my dissertation on that. Don't worry about it. Rent uh, okay. and the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Merab, her will Merab, I give you her? as wife. Merab. Merab. Her? Her. <laughs> will I give you as wife. Only be valiant for me and fight Yahweh's battles. He's For like, Saul what said, What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> oh, I see. For Saul said, don't let my hand be on him, but let the hand of the Philistines right, be so on him. Right, so maybe if I send him out, be like, on the who? Philistines will polish him off. Chances he'll are killed. he'll get called. Oh, yeah. oh, come on. Mm-hmm. He killed the big, big Philistine. Can't right. handle 10,000 little Philistines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David said to Saul, who am I? And what is my life? John Valjean. God, big mood. <laughs> yeah. What is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be the son-in-law to the king? Okay, he meant that more like, wow, what I is see. my life? Right, okay. I'm, being, I'm being married wow, off wow. How awesome the, am the I? But it happened at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David that she was given to Adriel the Maholatite oh, as Maholatite. wife. Jeez. Oh, Maholatite. What's a Maholatite? I don't even know. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> okay, Michal. Michal. Wait, okay, hang on, Mi- hang on. Mi- hold, Michal. On, hold on, hold Michael? on, hold on, okay. hold on. Murab, Murab, the first one. So yeah, yeah. was this intentional yeah. that Saul was like telling David, oh yeah, I'm going to give you my daughter, mm-hmm. but really mm-hmm. I'm going to give her to this Mahola. Maholy, Maholy mackerel, over here. Maholy mackerel, yeah. Okay. That's how I read okay. it. All right. Yeah. Rough. Okay. Um, yeah. Michal, Saul's daughter, loved David. I guess is the next daughter. Uh, she loved David, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. Saul what said, thing did? "I will like that they're in love." That she likes, or that she okay. likes him. Well, she likes David. We don't know what David thinks about any of this. Doesn't matter, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will give her to him that she may be a snare to him and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore, Saul said to David, you shall this day be my son-in-law a second time. <laughs> Wait, who was he? So, okay. Are they saying that he married? Who did he marry the he first was betrothed. time? He was supposedly betrothed to Merab. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be Saul's son-in-law. Then, just kidding, Marab's getting married off to someone else. And then Michal's like, wait, but yeah. I like David. And Saul's like, oh, good. Okay. Then uh-huh. you get married. Yeah. And you'll be his son-in-law a second time. In theory and yeah. in my heart? Weird. Yeah, like, here's your second try at becoming my son-in-law, I guess. Okay. Cool. Saul commanded his servants, saying... Commune with David secretly and say, 
Behold, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now, therefore, be the king's son-in-law. I mean, does he have a choice at this point? <laughs> Doesn't seem like he has a choice at any of this. No. Saul's servants spoke those words in the ears of David. David said, Seems it to you a light thing to be the king's son-in-law, seeing that I'm a poor man and lightly esteemed? So, Dude, you're like head of the armies I know, but David's still like, suspicious. very lightly esteemed. Yeah, okay. The servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spoke... Wait. And lightly esteemed, the servants of Saul told him, saying, on this manner spoke David. Meaning like, Period. that's what he, what he said. What? That's what David that's... said. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm also, <laughs> I, I'm also confused. So Saul's sending his servants to be like, hey, Saul really likes you and we all love you. So you should definitely become his son. I don't quite understand Saul's purpose in all what of this what his is? play is yes yeah yeah okay so in any case david's like being all modest and then the servants i guess go back to saul saying they tell him of the manner of which david spoke okay saul said thus shall you tell david okay so now here's his like retort back okay the king desires no dowry except 100 foreskins of the Philistines. Oh, okay. Here we are. Oh, here we are. Right. Okay. All right. The hammers come down. We've been here before, haven't we? Where does it talk about this in this in, version of the Bible? Was it in Genesis? I forget. I think it was in Genesis where, yeah, when Dinah was raped. One foreskin. No, when, ha, when ha, Dinah ha. was raped, oh. that her family avenged her by like her father and brothers went to that town and they were like, hey, why don't you come marry the rest of the women in our tribe? But you got to get circumcised first. And so they circumcised all of them, collected their foreskins, and, and then, then they killed, them. killed them when they were recovering from that. Um, right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But I thought there was, I thought we had another pile of foreskins at one oh, point that was gifted to someone. Oh, could, it's could quite possible. Here, it is the I gift. I, it is the in gift for this gifting season. It's not. Wow. Okay. <laughs> pile, pile of foreskins. That's a good, like, punk band name. If, you, if anyone wants it, you can have That's it. Just good. let me know. I'll, I'll, and yes, I'll buy your we have a listener EP. in the chat who is saying that, yes, there was a story in the Bible where, like, the, the, the name of the place was Pilate Foreskins because it was a place where they circumcised a lot of people. And thus, this place was named whatever, which means Pile of Foreskins. Yes. No, remember, it was it was, it was yes. named Foreskin Hill. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly yes. it. Okay, right. Now I remember. Okay. If somebody knows right. where that is in the Bible, right. then let us know, but I certainly don't know. We, we have read it, though. I do remember that. Um, okay, so he says... No big deal. Like, all you got to do is get 100. What's interesting is that different translations have different numbers here. Some say 100 foreskins, some say 200, some say 1,000. I mean, that's a big Whoa. difference in the scale of the task. Yes, so 100 that's versus 1,000. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it is. It is really confusing. Let me see. Wait, 100, 100. No, okay. So the message also says 100. The NIV says 200. Uh, let me see. Now, what if, okay, hang on. What? <laughs> what if uh -huh. he just got one big foreskin from someone like Goliath? Would that count? Because it seemed to count in the last battle. I think Goliath is dead and buried at this point, or burned, <laughs> right. or whatever they did with him. Okay, so maybe maybe none of them say a thousand. Maybe it's just a hundred or two hundred. That's, yeah, it's, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's a lot of foreskins. It's a big pile. Um, okay, so. <laughs> He wants no dowry except 100 foreskins of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. I'd be like, I'll just now, take Saul, the dowry. I'll do a side hustle. I'll find some shekels. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take a, yeah, I'll take a, a night shift somewhere. <laughs> okay. Now Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. The days were not expired, and David arose and went, he and his men, and killed of the Philistines 200 men, and David brought their foreskins, oh, good. and they gave them 
in full number to the king that he might be the king's son-in-law. Wow. So, okay. So he did it. He gathered them. Now, here's the question. Is is this implying he circumcised them and then also killed them or maybe killed them first and then circumcised them? And that was just kind of proof of how many Philistines he killed? Or was he literally just like, I'm just going to circumcise you. You can keep doing what you're doing. No, no, no. It, you, you need to... Let me read it again. Clearly, you you weren't paying I, attention because you were drinking. I'm drinking a very, very, very hard cider. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It said, David arose and went, he and his men, and killed yes. of the Philistines okay. 200 yes. men. Okay. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full number to the king that he might be the king's son-in-law. Saul gave him... I would not want to be the person... <laughs> Doing the foreskinning or the foreskin mm, counting? Yeah, yeah. Right. Either Which, I'm, I'm assuming that they're counting as they're depriving the body of the foreskin. Right. But did, yeah. Well, but but then when he gives them to Saul, did Saul sit there and go, "Let's see here, one, perhaps two, three. You know. I hope that he just took them at their word, but who knows? Yeah. Saul gave him Michal, his daughter, as wife. Saul Sweet. saw and knew that Yahweh was with David, and Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him. Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul was David's enemy continually. Jeez. Last verse. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it happened as often as they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul. So that his name was much set by. <laughs> much set by is that it was much set by is that the equivalent of like having a ton of followers on Instagram? Oh, uh, yeah, that must have been. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. on like on Stone Tablet Gram or whatever they were using at the time. <laughs> so I have a question: How do they teach this in Sunday school? Oh, I was never taught this. The the foreskin story. The foreskin ever. thing? No. So they just go through Goliath and then they're like, and scene. Here's a here's a question for you, Dedeker. When you were taught the story of David and Goliath, do you remember David cutting off his head? Because I don't remember that. Um Yes. I remember different versions of the story. I remember some versions where they're just like, Yeah, he slung a rock and it killed him and he was done, and it was a party and right. everyone was That's happy. That's what I remember. But I do remember some versions where they're like, Yeah, and then he went and cut off his head. Um now, kind of a fun bonus for our listeners, for anyone, I want to give a shout out to the Brick Testament. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, but Who? if you go to, I think it's thebricktestament.com, um, basically you'll find uh-huh. uh, someone who's made a bunch of these kind of like photo stories out of different stories of the Bible that they've oh, done all adorable. with Legos. And they do this story. They do the foreskin story. Oh, right. I remember. Oh, um, I, I, we have. Is it like one this. little Lego piece? Yes. It's a bunch yeah, of the little, where, like, sort of like the coin sized single, ones. Single yeah, ones. The little single ones. Yes, the like single coin size ones. Just a pile. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how was it taught to you when you were a kid, Jace? Well, just like a lot of people were saying in the chat here, that it's like he slings the rock, it kills Goliath, and then that's the end of the story. And then it's like, yay, David's our our guy. Woo. He's a cool boy. And that's usually where it cuts. And sand. Yeah. 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 I never really got these stories about him marrying Saul's daughters. Like, I think yeah, I was told. Probably, yeah. You know, that like, oh, yeah, he married Saul's daughter and it was great. But I was never told this kind of like what the conditions were necessarily for being able to uh, marry one of his daughters. Right. Yeah. Goodness. Wow. Uh, well, that was exciting. We finally got to the story, Emily. You've been teasing it now for several episodes that you wanted to get to this David and Goliath story. And we not only got that, but we also got a pile of foreskins. Yeah. And no, I I was expecting more kind of parrying and, you know, people actually doing some fighting rather than just, okay. And he slung a, a stone and the kind of stone that I think right. about is one that you might like skip across a lake. Right. <laughs> That's what I thought of. It must have been a bigger stone. Although apparently it did fit in his wallet. So how big That's exactly. Been? I'm like, how big of a wallet are we talking here? I don't know. So yeah. Emily, I will say something that I noticed when I first started reading the Bible as an adult is that a lot of the You mean now like, epic stories. 
No, I mean, even before this, like you, when I was in college. You read the Bible as an adult? Oh, in college. Oh, yeah, you were you did theologian things. Yeah, when when he was getting close to being a seminarian. <laughs> right. I didn't. So I didn't read the whole thing. That, that This is the first time I'm doing that. Um, uh, clearly. Yeah. But did go and like any time stuff about the Bible would come up, would go and try to look it up and be like, what is this story really? And like a lot of the things that are made into this big story where lots of pictures are made about it and Legos are designed to recreate the story, <laughs> that those stories, a lot of them are like, a paragraph you know it's actually like a I very know. small thing that happened that so what is that exactly yeah. like what they're like okay this is the best part of the bible like the story of david and goliath like small boy versus big boy like let's talk about that and yeah. let's you know make a huge pomp and circumstance about that yeah but then the rest of it is just not spoken about yeah selective i guess no, it is well, it is a funny thing where it's like what I found going back to it and and I think we've found reading it too is it's like what sort of conventional wisdom is about the Bible is like the stories like some stories that are very small are like big as if they were significant parts of the Bible and parts like the ones we just read are almost entirely ignored about the pile of foreskins, mm-hmm. right? So it, it is mm-hmm. this weird sort of like that's what I love about reading it. It's like you're getting the sense of what's actually in this, not just what are the things people make a big deal about and what are the people, what are the things people ignore? What are the things people yeah. only pull out when they want to argue about a particular thing without... What are the things people like kind right. of turn on its head? Because right. I'm sorry, but like a lot of that was very homoerotic. And, you know, to say that like God hates gay people i i call bullcrap in Mm -hmm. my i don't want to get too deep into this particular topic but um i mean when i was growing up you know i was raised in evangelical church where it was very much just kind of assumed like oh yeah homosexuality is a sin and it's not a it's not a real thing that was a big part of it is that it's not Mm. real like it's essentially like almost the equivalent of like Mm. a mental illness you know that it's like it's not real people who feel that way those aren't real feelings um and so i think as a result of that like I know for me growing up, anything in media, including secular media that was homoerotic or had those themes, I often would just like not get like for most of my young adult Hmm. life, like my, you know, my gaydar was just like totally not functioning because I was just like, oh, that's just not a thing, you know? And so if a guy is taking off his clothes to put on someone else and like, you know, uh, right. this language put even, on someone else. This language yeah, is implying that, that like their souls are entwined and stuff like that. It's like you don't even think that. It's just like oh, it's just like mm-hmm. a cool friendship thing. You know, it's like you don't even think that. Yeah. At least that's how it was for me. So like picking up, but then me, I go there automatically. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this is clearly what this exactly. means. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So thank you so much. For all of you that joined today, I am just really having a time from this hard cider. Let me tell you, that was a... <laughs> it's okay, Dedeker, you got to pace yourself. the hardest cider I've ever had. Um, yeah, uh, those of you who are listening to the recorded version of this, if you want to join us for our live streamed episodes, go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live to get more information about joining that so that you can interact with us in the chat, drop in your jokes, make us laugh, um... And generally, you know, have a good time along with us. So again, thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Jace Lindgren, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at DrunkBibleStudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.